3: Welcome to the untitled Free stream. Yo! Hey. How you doing, buddy? Man, that song is such a pump up. I love it. Jam, right? Love it. Every time, every time.
4: It's David Horr, cool. man. Yeah. And he can do that, but he can also do the um have you seen our be right back screen?
3: Yeah, that one that one scares me a little bit. It's spooky, right? He can do both. It's like <laughs> It just
4: keeps sort of like we our heads are flowing out, and he's like, "Where could they be? <laughs> are they having pizza? Are <laughs> it's, like, it's like eight minutes long. There's yeah. so much of it. I fucking love it. How's it going, buddy?
3: Pretty good, man. I uh, I work at a record store. Anybody who hasn't seen me before, I'm Chris's friend of yesteryears and today years, I guess. Current years, absolutely. Current years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I. Usually this show starts right on the dot when I uh, close the shop. So ah, nice. Um, and I wormed my way into this week. So wormed.
4: I'm lucky <laughs> to have you, buddy. So for anyone watching, uh, John and Ashley are doing a show together in Edinburgh. It's the first time since we started doing this show that any of us are in the same place. It's never happened before. We've been doing it for almost a year.
3: First you've time. Never, you've spot. never met Ashley in real life, right?
4: I met her once. We did like a new material show together three years ago, four years ago. Uh, But like, it was like, literally, I saw her do her set. I think I said I liked it, but I can't remember if I got a chance to, because like in the back of those rooms, people just sort of wander around and they leave and stuff like that. But but yeah, so I don't know Ashley other than this. And so I know her very well, Uh, but but never face to face. So um, so yeah, so this is as close as 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 we've come. And I think I think some Troggies are at the show. We're expecting a call in at some point. I sent them the Ooh. link. Um, Ashley and John are gonna call in because uh we've never had two of the hosts on the same camera before. So uh so I demanded that they call in um uh, just as proof
3: post show. Can the servers handle that? That's too much awesomeness in one I
4: don't know if our heart servers can handle it, Jordan. <laughs> Uh, so, um, so everybody watch. we got, um, uh, uh Jordan Robson-Kramer, uh, uh, friend of yours and mine.
3: I believe um, John referred to me as the governor general of the stream. So you were, that, but that, that, um, changes,
4: that changes different streams though. You won that day.
3: Okay. I, I, yeah. I thought it was like a four year term, but, uh, no,
4: it's, it's, no, it's not like the job governor general where you just get to do nothing for four years for the government and make, I assume pretty good money.
3: So that's so, the best so, job
4: there is, is Governor <laughs> General. It's the best job there
3: is. So when I came to crash at your place uh, mm-hmm. earlier this month, that is no longer possible because I still had Governor General privileges then. But now, oh
4: buddy, no, that was long gone. Your Governor General oh, okay. privileges were 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 way over. That was purely <laughs> friendship. If you were Governor General still, you would have gotten a hotel paid for by UTS. Yeah, we're very. Yeah, we're very respectful of the position.
3: Um. I used to live where Chris is currently residing, not not in his uh, room that would be weird um, <laughs> that would
4: be wouldn't that be amazing I'd fucking love that
3: but i I got to hang out with Chris. I don't know how many times we hung out that's how many times we hung out. it was at least three
4: yeah three times yeah
3: yeah but um there were a couple uh I, I was thinking about this the other day uh how. Uh, The night I decided to take mushrooms was also the night I happened to miss your show completely. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Not Not my show. Yeah. uh,
1: I was
4: just going to watch a show.
3: But um, I did pass this comedy club. Uh, So wait, have you told your audience about your uh, recording already? Uh, The album? Yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 They know that I'm, they know that I'm doing it. I'm waiting for, I actually heard back from hecklers. They want my album. I'm just waiting on a date now.
3: I, I hope uh, they realize how lucky they are, audience, because I've been wanting uh, recorded Chris but like in a, on a stage, you know? How do you mean? I want to hear your footsteps echoing off wood. I want to hear uh, some clankings in the background and uh, waiters want- putting
4: down glasses and shit.
3: Yeah, and I want to hear high-definition recordings of people audibly gasping at that one joke that I'm sure you're going to do.
4: <laughs> oh, which one? Put it in the private chat. Which one's that going to be? Um, While Jordan puts that down, um, I'm going to check in with the chat. Who we got? Cameras uh, has a dance party. Cameras, time travel agent, Twitches, What Ada, what's going on? <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> Um, I, I can't. I can't tell your audience that because uh, they might. They'll have to wait. They'll have to wait.
4: That was a yeah. That was a, That was a conversation that got out of hand. Uh, <laughs> how was uh, some... your?
3: Uh, how was your evening? Last <coughs> what? Yesterday? Yeah. What'd you get up to? Uh,
4: nothing. Yeah. Yesterday, I just took a full day off. Um, because I've got one job. I'm trying to find a second job. I'm doing this and I'm doing shows. And so Saturday is my. Um, I'm gonna do fucking nothing. So I watched college football, which was great. I watched some basketball. I played Hollow Knight, um, which I finally get. It's like a really fun sort of 2D um, old school platform type game.
3: It's, it's, that uh, one so where it's like a side st- scroller kind of thing. Oh, okay. I thought it was like you stand in front of a mirror and repeat those words three times.
4: Yeah. Hollow Knight. Hollow <laughs> Knight. Hollow Knight. <laughs> um, and, um, Uh uh, yeah, and it's huge. And I remember I tried playing it a few years ago, and it was um it was too big, and I couldn't quite focus on it. And now now that I'm giving it the time, it's like oh, this game is beautiful and very fun, and um, um, like a throwback but challenging with like a cool story. I really like it. So I played that. I played some Civ Six. I did like nothing. I cooked a little bit of food. I slept a lot. It was very relaxing.
3: Little R and R.
4: Yeah. How about yourself?
3: Um, my night was. Uh kind of wild for uh twenty twenty-one. Um I went to a friend's fortieth birthday nice. gathering, uh, and I took some mushrooms beforehand.
4: Yes, yes. Classic um, party drug, mushrooms. Yeah, really my, my, makes you chatties. microdose.
3: Microdose. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, it was it was nice. There were it was on the threshold of uh Almost, oh, maybe this was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, but I, I was able to get out of that headspace when I realized um, that at some point I was looking at this guy's socks and I was like, I can see his entire skeleton through his socks. And oh. then I realized he was wearing uh, photorealistic skeleton socks. So. Montreal like, oh, is such okay. a strange
4: place. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's my meditation teacher, actually.
4: Oh, cool. Good, <laughs> so, good, good. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, How was the party? Uh, it was It was fine. It was like, I don't know, something weird happens in November here in Montreal. I don't know if it's like the world over, but it's with daylight savings. It gets dark at 4.30 p.m. Yep, yep. Now, and I, I think like the people who are really dependent on vitamin D to uh, – attain a kind of base level happiness like from the sun you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh it's just that cut off that happens uh you probably remember this living here but it's it's a bit jarring I think uh so I, I've definitely I noticed a lot of sort of uh bummer it's, it's weird because it's like I, I people are kind of like tired and I mean I was on mushrooms so I don't know how much I was just reading it reading people's faces to uh
1: to <laughs>
3: to um uh what's the word I'm looking for too much, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I think there's like some uneasiness because it's like, or, you know, everyone's vaccinated. It's relatively safe, but, uh, everybody seemed to like within three minutes of any conversation, people were talking about, uh, Omicron. Strength. Oh yeah. Yeah, of
4: course. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. So, yeah.
4: I'm actually, because, because of that, I'm looking at, um, staying in Victoria for longer, just cause like, I feel like if this gets weird, mm. um, I don't want to be setting myself up in a new place. And I've got a nice foundation here. So if I stay until March, no problem. You know, I'll just, I'll, I'll power out the winter here, hang out with my dad, do some shows, record my album, and then um, come out to uh, Ontario or Quebec and uh, um, start fresh once things are a little more understood. I've talked to a few comics in Ontario and they're like, don't do it, man. It's bad things are w- weird so
3: what what in in what sense
4: in the sense of like shows are sort of happening but a lot of shows have shut down and nothing's really come to take their place and yeah, um, yeah things are just it still feels like two up in the air so it's like a weird time to hang my hat anywhere and um, Victoria has been so welcoming and so lovely and like versus the audience went great and um, and the bar wants me to do it more so I could do like four or five more of those Yeah. Um, People are booking me for cool stuff. Uh, um, it looks like hopefully the second job will come through, um, and the money on that would be pretty good, uh, and I can do it from home. So sniper. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it turns out there's a terrorist across the street, and um, a whole load of them. It's just a whole building. So every day I just pick a different apartment, and yeah. uh, um, you know, point my red light.
3: Yeah. And and this is just um just so nobody gets the wrong idea. We're talking about just driving people mad with a laser pointer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah, people with caps. Yeah. Just ruining it. <laughs> um, I just realized I forgot to plug in my computer, so I'm gonna go get my charger. You're in charge of the stream for two minutes.
3: Okay. okay. Well, hi everyone. This is rather awkward. I'm rarely a host. This is the back room of a record store I work at. It is a bloody mess. There's jars, there's bottles. And then there's a bunch of records. Some of you may have seen me take out ones at random. Um, Let's see what we got here. Wow, that's a weird-ass cover. That's a baby with boxing gloves by a guy named Dave Mason or Dave Masson. Who knows? Old Crest on a new wave. And here's what he looks like on the back. I guess that's uh, his inner child because every douchebag with a guitar um, feels like they're boxing anyways wow straight straight
4: to shitty records i love it what did i miss
3: (laughs) uh you missed this diamond of a cover
4: dave mason old crest on a new wave oh i hate that oh i hate that
3: yeah but wait chris look how it's like he's not having fun as a baby but just give him time and he'll grow up to be stoked as a man
4: shut the fuck up How is that guy the one that because I actually like the layout of it and I think that the image could be a really cool thing with the baby? Like on the yeah. front, not the back. The back is horrific. <laughs> uh I think the name of the the name of the fucking album really yeah, yeah. goes with the picture on the back. Are those red leather gloves?
3: Yeah, the only okay, the only way this record would be amazing is if he this was how he played guitar. So yeah. he can't even finger <laughs> chords or anything. He's just <laughs> oh that'd be great there's so oh, those, those are
4: boxing gloves okay i couldn't tell from the front
3: they i feel looked... like there's
4: oh go ahead sorry oh i i just i couldn't tell that they were uh, boxing gloves at first i thought that they were like like eddie murphy delirious era style fingerless leather things but no nope, <laughs> full boxing gloves i in the I back know... he looks like a comedy music guy he looks like he, he looks like he's fucking um he looks
3: like paul schaefer man Young Paul what? Schaefer. What? Oh,
4: okay. Bring the picture closer again if that's Paul Schaefer. If you guys, I mean, you guys might be too young or too British to know who Paul Schaefer is, but he was David Letterman's guy.
3: He has hair, but uh, oh, to I don't you know. He looks
4: almost like a young Carlin or a yeah, young Eric true. Clapton. or He looks
3: like he has the a nose built at the right time and place in society for cocaine ingestion.
4: Oh, uh, yeah. The 80s was a time for a schnoz, but. Oh, man. I sent
3: uh, I sent John a bunch of uh, hilarious bad covers. Did he ever show them on stream yet?
4: Yeah, they were fucking Did amazing. I that? Oh, yeah, man. he loved it.
3: Great. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more where that came from because they pressed <laughs> a lot of records in the 80s and they pressed a lot of bad ones. But have you noticed that there's like... Uh, like I, I've, there's There seems to be a trend where now, um, at least within 20 years of going to record stores and stuff uh boss like somebody like Boz Skaggs and mm. the that do you know that Silk Degree record?
4: Nope.
3: Like I, I remember I remember Boz Skags being a punchline on like a Mr. Show sketch. Um but if enough time goes by and especially like from like a Gen X 90s sort of uh attitude where they hated all the AOR like AM radio super glossy LA stuff, those
4: mm-hmm. records
3: just sound fucking awesome. And Boz Skags rules.
4: This guy at, right here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she wants she wants his love, but he cannot give it. He cannot <laughs> give it.
3: No, no, no. He was sitting there alone, just thinking of a great song, and somebody came up to him.
4: Oh, who's this brooding <laughs> genius? Have you? That's a great record. Ever, um, because I've been I've been sort of obsessed uh, over the last few years with how much um, music reflects whatever drugs are popular at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So it was, like, you see it a lot in rock from when it went from, like, heroin, LSD, coke. Um, and you can just hear how, like, angry it gets for a while. Um, and you can hear it in hip-hop as well, where it was, like, fun party stuff when it was weed. Um, and then it was LSD for a little while. now, And now it's all, they're zanned out, I think is the word. Yeah. Do you notice a similar thing in... Um, in album covers, an album art, where you go. Oh, I know exactly what drug was hot when this fucking stuff came out.
3: Yeah, are you talking about uh, in today?
4: Like in general, like if you pull out a record, can you be like, "This was a cocaine era"? Noted. This, well, actually, this l- l-
3: why don't we try this? I'm just gonna pull a record at random. I mean, this could be unfair, but like, there's a lot of bad records that I don't know what they are. So, mm. based on the cover, okay, Sharon, if you love me, this has got to be. That's At coke. least okay, that oh, that's Coke era, but I'm yeah. guessing this is late 70s Coke. This is 79 yeah. or 78.
4: Yeah, that's very like Studio 4 Coke. Like it's glamorous and we're dancing, but
3: 78.
4: There blue you vinyl, go. Blue vinyl,
3: blue vinyl.
4: Oh my god, you're like Man. a savant. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that that's that kind of coke where it's like we all feel like we're the we're the most elegant people alive, but if one sober person walks in, oh yeah. god, please don't please don't make us see us through your eyes
3: uh somebody who isn't me did cocaine a couple times in their lives yeah and uh a lot
4: of people who aren't you did cocaine a few times in their lives yeah yeah
3: wait (laughs) are we talking about me
4: (laughs) (laughs) no no, i was going with it i would say that uh cocaine is a pretty booming business
3: i uh (laughs) terrible drug the only drug i uh i've heard of that's from someone who wasn't me that they've done where they uh, went home and wrote a song uh, on cocaine mm. And really felt like It was the best song they ever written
4: Love that feeling
3: Went to sleep Woke up the next day Listened to it And it was one of the worst songs They ever
4: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's not that cocaine confidence man It's not to be yeah. trusted You can't yeah. The number of times that I've had Especially when I was bartending And a little time since, A little bit Since I've started doing stand up The number of coked up people That have come up And made big promises to me Yeah Big like we're doing it. I'm going to buy a bar. And like, they have enough money to do that. And you're going to run it. We're going to go fifth. It's going to be a whole thing, even down to like, I remember a guy in Montreal promising me fest- uh, uh, tickets to, is it, what's the name of the festival that happens in, in Montreal? There's a the few. Music jazz? The, the the big, jazz? No, fest. the big one. The big, like, indie one. Oceaga. Oceaga. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Dude
4: that like books bands. He manages a bunch of bands. You know him from Sparrow. Um, and, uh, and he was like, I'm going to get you in. You and all your friends, you've all got tickets. Don't worry about it. And I said to him, I was like, you're coked out of your head right now. So come back to me tomorrow and tell me again. And he's like, no. And he kept going for, I swear, two and a half hours. Kept like coming back to the bar and being like, no, you don't believe me. And guess who fell through when it came festival time? Guess who didn't give us shit?
3: That guy? That guy
4: was that guy. Never trust someone who's on cocaine when they promise you something. Because they, they want to mean it. I'll give them that they want to mean it it's uh, a yeah. they just don't realize that they do not mean it
3: man what's the chat saying The people uh
4: i had a friend who used to do coke bombs i don't even know what that is uh before a night out and i can never understand why wrapping it up in cigarette paper then putting it in your drink before downing it that yeah. sounds like just a waste of cocaine
3: yeah like how much cocaine is in that too that sounds like ext- i guess if you ingest it it's less it doesn't hit your bloodstream as intensely as snorting it
4: yeah but then isn't it like also doesn't it just dilute a lot into the booze and i guess there'd be like a slower release yeah like you're saying but yeah wouldn't you also not get the effect of it because it's just doused in booze and whatever food you ate beforehand (sighs)
3: Man, if I ever relapse, that's going to be my first drink. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, there was, there was something I wanted to get to um, that sometimes Twitch put in real early. He said, i just gotten out of bed after surviving my first wedding as maid of dishonor. Give myself that title because I got the newlyweds so drunk they almost missed their honeymoon flight this morning.
3: Yes. Wow. That's excellent work. I kind of wish they had missed their honeymoon flight.
4: <laughs> it's so hot. Uh, that's so funny it's i hope they were still in like their wedding outfits like he was in a tux and she was in her dress and they were just
3: it would just be so
4: hungover stumbling onto the plane it would
3: just be Don't such ask. a beautifully hilarious uh way to um start your adulthood by missing your flight because you got too drunk
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, okay so so yeah so they would do it and then they would just do lines later because it
3: didn't <laughs> It did not right. work. That's it's like it's like the uh, the amuse bouche of doing cocaine.
4: Yeah, just like a um, or like like um what's the um, homeopathy where you just give like the tiniest dose of something so that the yeah, water yeah. molecules understand it. Just that is like heads up, body. This is what's coming. <laughs> Although Diamond points out, it was in the original Coca Cola, and now yeah. I never I never thought about it before, but now that. Now that I hear that when we've spoken about it, I think that that was not as effective as they think it was. Well, did you I ever get rid of it and keep rolling?
3: Did you ever hear of the uh, sort of like rumor that if you look at the font that Coca-Cola uses to write Coca-Cola on the can, you can see a guy snorting cocaine? What? Yeah, br- bring that up. Oh, my. What? It's, it's, it's kind of a stretch, but um, I can kind of see it.
4: Hold on now. <laughs> what? All right. I'm bringing up like an old one. Um,
3: Just the classic Coca-Cola. Logo. Yeah. Yeah. This is like,
4: so this one, right? Oops. Hold on. Click the wrong thing. There we go. That guy?
3: Yeah. Okay. So I think the idea is that the word cola, the C, uh, there's a guy's head and those are two eyes in the C of cola. And then the O is his nose snorting a line of cocaine.
4: Oh, okay. Now that you say it, I actually see it. (laughs) You got to turn your head sideways a little bit.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that has any validity, but I choose to believe that Coca-Cola is telling you there's always a stronger choice for you.
4: But honestly, it looks to me, it looks more like it's his mouth, and he's slurping up some spaghetti. He's got some spaghetti.
3: <laughs> <laughs> could you? Could you? It could up. you make because
4: that's one big? That's like this guy's already lost his septum. That's Ooh. how much coke this guy's done. He's just got one big nostril. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like the idea of maybe he's eating spaghetti cocaine, like. Uh... You just sprinkle it like flour on the dough when you're making the spaghetti. <laughs> just, you know know, that's, that's a spicy pasta right there. Oh, I'm,
4: sure, I'm sure it's exactly as effective as Coke bombs. Just, <laughs> oh, we mix it in. We put it in our coffee cake. And yeah. we get really jacked. That's not the coffee? No.
3: Wow. We're just, Western culture is just a bunch of substance abusers in every seven. Yeah,
4: 100%. Um, uh, Macaroni Prince says, I worked with a guy who was semi-pro soccer player, and he used to do Coke four times a day. And anytime he got a red card in a match, at work the next day we'd all review the footage and do a pool on whether he was on it or not. I won a great deal of money. <laughs> I'm guessing you always bet he was on it. I'm guessing you always. <laughs> That's wild, man. I was talking to a guy the other day. He bummed a smoke off me. He runs. A, he runs a venue in town. Yeah. And um, and we we just had a lock in at his bar, and it was um, we were both pretty drunk, and. As he was leading me out, he's we were having a cigarette, and he goes, "You know, I used to I used to chew all the time when I was a teenager." I was like, "Who chews anyway?" But especially who chews tobacco as mm-hmm. a teenager? And he said, "Hockey players. Hockey players do it because um, it doesn't affect your breathing, so you get the tobacco ness of it. But they need, you know, their lungs to be as powerful as possible, right? But it was like, but if you're that dedicated to health." What are you doing? You're not baseball players. It's not like you're going to – he was saying that people were chewing it on the ice. So sometimes you get like body checked by someone and with the oof, you just get like just <laughs> fucking chew on your face.
3: Uh For some reason, that made me think of that Simpsons where Homer grows a tobacco farm and he finds a way to make, like, tomatoes that contain tobacco.
4: Tobacco. Tobacco,
3: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Takes a big bite of it. It's just, like, brown and it sprays over everyone's face. (laughs) Horrifying. Did I ever tell you that crazy um, cocaine New York story from, like... I don't don't know. uh, This is, like... This, yeah. I, I think this was... You know, like you have some nights where, well, maybe I, I don't know if you have those. Maybe you integrate them more into your uh, general I'm, sense of self. But I'm
4: a I'm a very nice boy, Jordan.
3: I I know you are. Chris Betts has never done cocaine, audience. I know this for a fact.
4: That's true. I've never done cocaine.
3: <laughs> so uh, this goes back to 2015. Uh, I was down in New York for a friend's funeral. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what was fun about that funeral? Open cocaine? casket. <laughs>
4: Buddy. Yeah. Okay. I've got an open casket story for you after this. <laughs>
3: uh, super fucked up. She died unexpectedly. Uh, also from drugs. Um, and I only knew. Uh, I didn't want to hang out with um, the people kind of in her scene because they were kind of. It's hard they to explain. What they, well, they were grieving in their own way. Um, and I just like. Elaborate? Well, she had her New York friends and she had her Montreal friends and I I was just down. So I I wasn't like really part of the circle. And uh and they were also kind of like hitting the self destruct button pretty hard. So Mm -hmm. I um didn't wanna stay with my ex-girlfriend who was living there. So I called up this guy, uh gave no notice. Like I I I had a, a place I was supposed to stay fall through. A guy used to vaguely know in montreal i knew he was living there i knew he he's the kind of guy who i remembered like just being kind of like upbeat and like oh yeah anytime you're in new york let me know i can put you mm-hmm. up so i got in touch with him he was down um so we arranged to meet in brooklyn he was two hours late uh and he came out of a cab all jazzed up and he was just like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry like we need some drinks we need some drinks um proceeded to tell me that he was late because he just had a dentist appointment, but then stayed at the dentist after he got his teeth cleaned because him and the dentist uh, decided to fuck each other. So they had two hours of sex, uh, apparently. And I, within five minutes of um, seeing this guy, I realized I know nothing about him and I have no idea what
1: the rest of this
3: (laughs) night is going to look like. Uh, Yeah. He, he, was doing like cocaine pretty much all night. Um, and most surreal, like we went at least like five different places. Uh, uh, and I, and this is the the afternoon after I'd just been at my friend's funeral. Um, and so, uh, but this part like always sticks in my mind, which is that end of the night, you know, he's just like, let's just do a few more bumps uh, kind of thing. And uh, he, I'm, he's like, here's the couch, but uh, let's just sit on the couch because I want to watch a, I want to watch a few uh, of oh, my favorite movie scenes.
4: Just the worst. I fucking hate cokeheads.
3: So we watched three movie scenes, his favorite movie scenes, uh, which I don't know why, but the first one was the end of Schindler's list where uh, Oscar Schindler breaks down and oh I could have uh, sold my watch. I could have
4: yes. sold this I could oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's um, a heartbreaking
3: scene. Yep. Uh next up was the end of Dances with Wolves, which I never seen, but uh I believe Kevin Costner also has a breakdown moment.
4: Oh no. What <laughs> a bleak picture into a man's <laughs> life. These are my favorite scenes. It's just it's just dudes weeping.
3: <laughs> yes. And ah oh, shit. I can't remember what the third movie was, but they were they all had a unified theme, and it was <laughs> white dudes who were sad because they were, uh, they realized in that moment that they had wasted the opportunity to do even better. (laughs) Yeah. Deep down, deep down, I think is the Coke person's soul realizing that every time they do Coke, they're wasting the opportunity to improve their life just a little bit. Yeah. So it was, yeah.
4: When he said the dentist thing, because I'm not going to let that go. um, Was that, did you feel like that was a lie? Because it sounds like a crazy lie, but also <sighs> Coke, people just fuck on Coke in a way that is like, you can't explain it to people that aren't, because I've never done Coke, but I spent a lot of time around people on Coke. And so I've seen it. I've experienced it. I had a, I had a woman who was on Coke, just walk into a room I was sleeping, went sleeping yeah. in, and just be like, we're having sex now. And I was like, all right. Okay. Like
1: yeah, there yeah. was no
4: preamble. We'd never even flirted before. She just made a decision. And so if, like, if he's doing coke and his dentist is also on coke, which is totally possible, um, then yes. But otherwise, that sounds like a – that's a fucking wild – that's funny, Tiger. Yeah, it was just the end of Requiem for a Dream. That was the third <laughs> movie you watched.
3: <laughs> no, I don't think it was because uh, he he was just um, flagrantly, uh, flagrantly um, throwing around, like, all – like, he was just – I wasn't asking, but he was just talking about all his sex escapades from the last month. And he was uh, openly bisexual. So I think yep. it's like he didn't need to. I, I, I think he's a sex addict, honestly.
4: But that also, I mean, he, yeah, so it could. To, that's, to, that's to be fair, fair,
3: to be fair, like he yeah. he has he's like from the south, uh, but he's been living uh, like he's like one of those like. Um, like Matthew McConaughey types that like move to the big city at some point, but he's got the mm-hmm. Southern boy. Like they like, I've never seen people be over a guy as much as this when your own reaction is like him, but it's just, oh, okay. well, it's like the Southern charm and a sort of like, um, you know, like that kind of thing that some men get when they're still young, but kind of balding and like a Frazier way or something. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's got some, <laughs> so, some kind of animalistic charm uh, to this guy that I, some of the grossest things I've ever heard come out of his mouth. And yet I was like, you are a fascinating man. Uh, please yeah. don't kill me right now. As you drive 80 miles an hour over the BQE tailgating somebody because they're not going fast
1: enough. Oh
4: my God. <laughs> uh, I hate this guy, but also, yeah, I want to meet him. I don't want to stay at his house, but I want to yeah. meet him. Yeah. These guys are, they're interesting.
3: Yeah. I do re- Yeah. I, I realized I, I had hit a new low, uh, in my life when uh i flash back to earlier that afternoon and there was this speech given at the funeral about how uh my friend when they were teenagers they were like you know super pro uh like vegan um riot girl kind of thing and and they got inspired by i can't remember who it is maybe it was like ed furlong or someone broke into a um supermarket and just like stole the lobsters to put them bring them back to the ocean. So they I they did this. Out. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know
4: Edward Furlong was the kid in Terminator 2.
3: Yeah. And so um so there everybody, like half the people at the funeral were wearing save the lobster shirts as like a kind of tongue-in-cheek solidarity thing. Um oh. cut to six hours later, uh this guy's on Coke and he's just finally getting hungry and he's just like, oh man, you know what I want to go get some po' boys, which for anyone who doesn't know, is a sandwich specifically made of lobster, and the the yeah. symbolism of it felt somehow appropriate.
4: <laughs> uh, so I found I found I found the story. It's true apparently, mm-hmm. um, and I'll you know, bring it up. <laughs> so uh, the 27 year old actor. Uh, so this was when this is in 2004. A 27 year old actor was arrested Wednesday night for a public intoxication following a bizarre incident. Complete with lobsters at a Kentucky grocery store. According to this Florence uh, Police Department report, Furlong, who started Terminator 2, and some pals were at a, a major store getting rowdy and yanking lobsters out of the chains tank. When police arrived, an unsteady Furlong who smelled booze uh, began to turn around in circles uh, when an officer tried to frisk him. It is unclear whether Furlong, a PETA animal rights activist, was trying to free the incarcerated crustaceans. Uh, Furlong is in town shooting a movie, spent a few hours in custody before making bail on the misdemeanor count. So okay. he was either partying with lobsters
3: They're, or... Fuck that. I, I resent them not giving him that. It's like, who's a PETA animal rights activist, but we don't know if he's really there to save them.
1: Yeah,
4: well, he was drunk. So that's not how... If you're on a rescue mission, you don't show up drunk. <laughs>
3: okay For, everyone knows actors do not get drunk they <laughs> it's a lifestyle
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he was in pecker I forgot about
3: pecker oh that's such a good movie I haven't seen that in yeah, a while pecker was that's great. John Waters right is it yeah I think so no shit it's got Christina Ricci oh man. yeah that was yeah I
4: own that on DVD i love that movie
3: yeah what the hell is it about I think he's like a photographer. It takes place in Baltimore. Uh, he's just, yeah, that's all I know. He's a photographer. It's in Baltimore and he's got a bunch of weird family and friends.
4: Yes, that's it. A talented young photographer who enjoys snapping photos of his uh, satirical, <laughs> perverted Baltimore neighborhood and his wacky family gets dragged into a world of pretentious artists from New York City and finds newfound fame. I don't remember anything from that movie. I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah. I think it was John Waters.
3: Yeah, he's such a sweet, sweet fucked up man.
4: <laughs> Patty Hearst is in that movie.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Patty Hearst is uh, like
4: she was the rich girl that got kidnapped and then turned. What sort of militant? Sto- I guess.
3: Stockholm syndrome, right? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Wow, that's right. Once somebody gets tea bagged. <laughs> yeah. He (laughs) turned actor. (laughs) Fair enough to have translation.
3: (laughs) So you have made a choice to harm your body by Hmm. uh, picking up smoking late in life. Yeah. But yet you do not want to fully cross over on the dark side and try those substances that you also uh, turned your nose up at. uh,
4: Uh, Literally. (laughs) Uh, Coke is, Coke has no, I mean, I've told this, story. I will have told it to you before and I've told it on stream, but just that, that thing of me living with a Coke dealer in my first apartment
1: Mm. and, um,
4: and him being like, don't do it. It's pointless. And I was like, but I trust this guy. He's still a friend of mine. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I absolutely believed him. And uh, luckily I was 18 at the time and, um, I've spent enough time around people on cocaine to be like, yeah, I don't, I don't need that. That's not why I do drugs um and already i remember being offered some coke by someone at grumpy's um uh, years and years ago and he's like i don't get why i don't i've seen you do so many drugs i was like yeah i don't want to do coke and he's like but why and i was like well think of think of how confident i am generally and then add coke to it <laughs> <laughs> and he went oh yeah never do never do cocaine so yeah
2: i'd be i'd be insufferable i
3: I can see you actually being the kind who actually uses it to get quiet like in okay in a sort of like like um you wouldn't be uh confidence plus 200 i think like in the sense where you'd be outgoing it would be confidence turned inward in like a jeff martin from tea party way
4: that's worse (laughs) 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 yeah imagine imagine hastings on coke so loud
3: but but you know how like they give uh, people with ADHD Ritalin and stuff. I think it would help you guys focus and and actually have a conversation for once. But
4: focus on what?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know how your furniture is arranged while you're streaming. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, oh whoops, uh, sorry. Just a sec, I got to. Uh... Uh, these yeah. aren't alphabetized <laughs> I, gotta,
4: I gotta do this quickly <laughs> yeah i have no no interest in it i um i mean i don't i haven't done any drugs in ages i smoked weed for the first time in ages Ooh. uh last weekend two what weekends ago um it was cool i took it real light like i ba- basically didn't feel it um in i went cuts, to
1: either?
4: don't know uh went to a cabin in the mountains with uh, some of my old friends And we all brought up a bunch of booze and people brought some weed and we were all just chilling out and it was snowy up there it was beautiful and they were passing around joints and i was like all right i mean i'm in the mountains i've known all these guys since i was in school yeah like this is as safe a place as you're gonna get let's just enjoy it um but they had like real pinner joints because we were all we're all of the same mindset of like i don't want to be really high anymore yeah I have no interest in being really high like a little fine but I've I've been really high enough I'm set but um so we there were like whole joints and I was like how much is in this because I'm a little trepidatious because especially since the government took over it feels like they don't have a hang on um doses as much as dealers did in that like I know gummies have gotten out of control um at least over here that's what my friends are saying they're like i can't buy gummies anymore because it's like 15 milligrams per you
3: you can't buy gummies anymore in bc because i remember this because i it shocked me and i can't decide if i hate it a lot or if i think it's hilarious but mm. bc if i'm remembering correctly stopped selling gummies in dispensaries because uh, a woman ate like a whole bag of them and thought she was going to die and freaked out to so much that I think a whole, she started a campaign to get them banned because of her experience. And they did.
4: Because she didn't know. Yeah. Not eat a whole container of gummies.
3: That's yeah. I swear by edibles. They are the only way to truly know how much you're going to get without worrying about getting too high. But if you are irresponsible with them or eat them, uh, or or are or, or are impatient. You always have to give it like an hour and a half or two hours. That's the yeah. thing. You yeah, to- you gotta
4: wait. And that's the you know, if you want to get high, patience isn't a virtue. Yeah. <laughs> that's not where you're at. Um BC gummies banned. Um
3: I feel like you might even have better success just typing B C woman freak out. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> I know you don't okay, you clearly have a not enough of a, a, a knowledge of BC.
3: Oh, uh, was I wrong with that?
4: We've got more than enough. I think you can still buy them here. I haven't found I haven't found a thing, but be, I, I mean, I don't think those were necessarily the best. I'll put weed, yeah. weed in it. Gummies probably wasn't enough. The internet Man, doesn't know how cool we are.
3: I uh, I, I had a, actually a night like that when I came to see you. Um, the 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 first night I crashed on your floor. I had eaten some edibles, but then I re-upped at uh, some point during the night mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't hit me until I was trying to go to sleep. And I, I was, yeah, I, I've had actually like more intense visuals on pot sometimes than on mushrooms. Wow. Um, just insane stuff happening behind your eyes. Like a, a whole uh, pirate ship of like care bears waving at you, uh, a skeleton. That's man. lovely. Who, yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to sleep yeah (laughs) like let me meet up with you in a bit when i'm dreaming (laughs) don't appear now while i'm still awake
4: (laughs) that's so funny i never uh i only ever saw things once and that was when i took way too much acid and every other drug i never did it would always like it just recontextualized what i was seeing it just made me focus on different details yeah as opposed to like uh like the, the the dumbo experience when he drinks out of that keg which by the way why was there so much lsd at that fucking circus
3: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I because they were touring with Tom Waits or something. Who knows? <laughs>
4: Absolutely ludicrous. I saw that in a in a uh, an IKEA. They yeah. put a, remember IKEA used to have. They might still, but they used to have like little kids areas where the parents would just put the kids, and then the parents would go shopping and they'd come back like an hour later or something. And the one where we had had a little screening room, it was like you could fit maybe fifteen kids in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, they would always put on Disney movies and they put on Dumbo and we watched the whole movie. Cause I, I don't know, our parents were eating meatballs or something. And, um, that scene where Dumbo's just full starts hallucinating. Yeah. Kids were flipping out like, cause there was no, there were no real adult in there. There was like maybe a teenager who was yeah. in charge of it, who was sitting outside, not on their phone. Cause they didn't have phones yet, but just doing whatever, reading a book or something. And all the kids just started like, Nope, nope, just picking up pillows and running, like, just like, get me the fuck out of here, because this isn't the world that I want to live in. That's a messed up it's a messed up moment in a film for children.
3: Artistically it's amazing. Uh I'm surprised Beautiful. they were they were it frightened them. Like I, I, I my thought was, Oh, that's so wholesome, they got to have that experience because my uh child equivalent of that growing up was when we watch seven at somebody's 10th birthday party and the point where the starving guy wakes up when they think he's dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Who did that? We did. We did it to ourselves. We're like this movie, it's got Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt.
4: <laughs> but the parents must've rented it. It was, I co- it
2: couldn't have been PG.
3: You're oh ten. no. That's you a hard R. Hard. That movie. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's a hard R for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't I don't I don't know, man. I wish I had the dumbo experience, is all I'm saying.
4: <laughs> That's so funny. We I were, were too watching... upset
3: to play Spin the Bottle afterwards.
4: Yeah, goddamn right. What's... <laughs> Just a bunch of kids wandering around. What's in the box? <laughs> Every Christmas even... is ruined.
3: We didn't even see the end. In- insofar as we do, that movie ended when um, the what was his punishment for? Sloth, I think.
4: Uh yeah, probably. Yeah, was that the fat guy?
3: No, the the fat guy was gluttony.
4: Gluttony, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh yeah,
4: Diamond, I've um, I rewatched the Peter Pan movie, and it's still really fun and very silly. But what makes the Red Man Red is a pretty wild song. Oh wow! In in that that, in that Peter Pan, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. um, And I remember loving it when I was a kid. Yeah, I was a kid. I'd sing that song be like yeah what makes the red man red um
1: hmm.
3: who put the bop in the bop shabop shabop am i right Hey,
4: who put the bang in the wang a lang ding dong uh.
3: speaking of uh wang-a-lang-a-ding-dongs um i'm wondering if it might be time to uh watch and subject your audience to a weird niche part of canadian culture right
4: now i'm for that holy shit we're already 45 minutes in my goodness What's this Macroody Prince? First time I ever remember uh happening. The first thing I ever remember, first nightmare I remember having was watching Murphy get his cock shot off oh. in RoboCop. Oh. Damn. I still think that was a pretty ele- elegant solution to the problem. Um
3: I don't know, I don't know if you had this, uh, if other viewers did, but like I grew up in a family where they for some bizarre reason, like it seems stranger to me now, is like grow older but we would always be sent out of like we were allowed to watch uh certain movies like i i've seen i saw terminator too when i was 10 but uh yeah i saw it
4: when i was like eight or nine as well
3: it was wild but for like four years after that like my parents would send my sister and i out anytime people were having sex in a movie so we could watch like people get blown to bits i remember watching the fucking movie alive when i was 10 the one about the
4: soccer
1: team
3: yeah, and there's this scene in it when the plane crashes. The guy goes like flying all the way down the aisle and bashes his head right into a wall, and just like see his blood smear head just go down. That image stayed with me for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, that'll but, but Jerry Maguire fucking his wife at the beginning of Jerry Maguire. Nope, leave the room. <laughs>
4: unacceptable. That's how I remember watching Species when I was like eleven. Yeah, remember Species the Natasha Hensrich.
3: Vehicle. I, I, I somehow missed that one, but I remember all the kids talking about it because yeah, she was basically s- in a nude suit the whole movie, right? So many
4: boobs. So right. many boobs in that movie. That was, uh, uh, yeah, it was my favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's a scene that stuck with me and it was the only thing other than boobs that I remember, which is saying something, where, um, so uh, Natasha Henstridge, Ben Kingsley's in this movie, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, Natasha Henstridge plays an alien that's trying to breed with a human man so that they can basically make the devil. Um, not in a biblical sense, but all, for all intents and purposes, something that's going to just destroy the universe. And um, that's,
3: uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that's Gnosticism.
4: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so she's she's in a nightclub and she's hitting on this guy. And she's beautiful. It's Natasha Hemstrich in the 90s. Um, and some bitch comes up and starts flirting with the guy. And I guess is like makes herself easier. Uh, because they just start making out right away. And so the guy loses interest in Natasha Henstridge. And she's furious about it. So she bides her time. And she waits for the girl to go into the bathroom. And then while the girl's sitting on the toilet, all of a sudden Natasha Henstridge's arm blasts through the wall, grabs her spine, tears it out of her body.
3: Whoa.
4: Yeah. So there's, And it's like...
3: I guess the other choice you could one have made shot. was to grab from ah. the toilet. And then the spine just goes through the toilet hole and their skin just could like have, falls like a drape
4: could have also done that that would have been also pretty wild does
3: it does, does it hold up or is it like barely cheesy gore
4: oh species is such a silly movie yeah it's so funny like who else who else is in this fucking movie because there's like there's a weird amount of people that i went no way uh because i rewatched it a few years ago just because i'm i've got I mean, this thing it's got sir ben think,
3: Kingsley. What, what's sir really ben gonna kingsley what's really going to surprise us from that
4: it's so funny. Oh yeah, Michael Madsen, obviously. Um, Alfred Molina is in it. Forrest huh. Whitaker, what? Uh, Michelle Williams, Academy Award winner, Michelle Williams.
3: That, she must have been a kid. At that
4: point. Yeah, she plays. Yeah. Um, I think she plays the young uh, version of the alien. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, remember, I, 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 I've got this weird thing, and I think it comes from, um, it's just mischief. Uh, but uh. I like the idea that if I ever meet famous people, I want to say I loved you in, and then pick the worst thing that they did.
3: So wait, you're uh, saying you're going to ask this for someone from Species? Ben Kingsley. <laughs>
4: ben King. If I ever meet Ben Kingsley, I, I loved you in Species. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man. I love uh, I love that part in The Sopranos where they're trying to get him to play the mob boss in Cleaver. So like Chris and... Um, uh, what's his name um the the son of the new york guy
4: oh the one that gets killed
3: i'm i'm blanking on his name in the show uh some mate in the chat might know but they're basically like trying to get ben kingsley to star in their really horrible cross of saw and the godfather (laughs) basically and the way ben kingsley plays himself is amazing because he's you can tell in his eyes he's like these people are complete idiots but i need to perform a certain amount of niceties because uh, they might hurt me
4: <laughs> yeah these are genuinely dangerous people yeah <laughs> so let's find a way and also i feel like if you're in the movie business every now and then idiots like these make something good yeah and you go, how did that happen so you never know who's gonna make something good so you, to a degree you can't be walking around like fuck you unless right. you're the actor that is known for doing like a young Robert Downey Jr. or something, but oh shit. Did you ever watch Johnny Mnemonic? That's Keanu Reeves, right? No, I feel like,
3: I feel like uh, it's time it might hold up. It's like, it's sort of about, uh, AI and stuff or what is it? I
4: don't, I don't remember. I feel like he gets plugged into the internet. It feels like a, like a prequel to the matrix. Huh? What was Johnny Mnemonic about? I can't believe that, like, of all the things that were big in the 90s, the Keanu Reeves um, uh, rebirth yeah. is maybe the most surprising to me.
3: You mean his rebirth now?
4: Yeah, because he was like, well, even, even in The Matrix, like, because I remember him, um, you know, Bill and Ted, obviously, and then a bunch of garbage. <laughs> he made a lot of really bad movies in a row. And I was like, OK, this doesn't this doesn't matter he's gone and now he's the most beloved man in <laughs> entertainment.
3: Yeah. He's got that sort of Bill Murray level reverence where people yeah. just love him. And and it, it, they talk about him the same way too where it's like I uh, I seem to cry. there's like a mythology of him just being like a nice guy. He's like a regular person in real life kind of thing and
4: yeah, just like like well there's a lot of stories of him giving money to people so like taking a pay yeah. cut so the crew could get a pay rise and things like that and um being good with people and there's there was a lot of pictures during me too he was the one um uh uh actor where they were like check out how keanu reeves takes pictures with women and he's always got his arm out but he's never touching them (laughs) (laughs) he never touches anybody (laughs) um who is jonathan harker do you know that name that feels like a british celebrity
3: yeah i don't know yeah i don't know who that is
4: Okay, so, so we've got a Johnny Mnemonic here. Um, it's about data runners that have hard drive space in their heads. It's set during an epidemic, and the year it's set in its 2021. How is that not being discussed on the internet?
3: Wow. This definitely oh, wow. needs a
4: rewatch. He overclocked his brain, and he has 320 gigs. No one can stop <laughs> him. <laughs> I have pictures that are bigger than that.
3: Um. Yeah, but Keanu, when he's used properly, he's the best. You can't picture anyone else. Speed? yeah, Holy shit.
4: But Speed like, isn't a good movie.
3: It's but it's not... kind of the best movie at the same time. It's very fun.
4: Like, but He did that like Point Break as well. Point Break is in my top three favorite movies. I think Point Break is fantastic.
3: Speed is on another level than Point Break. Uh, yeah,
4: worse one. A lower level. <laughs>
3: <laughs> best villain death of all time. I'm putting it out there
4: is how does he die again
3: uh they're wrestling on the top of the subway and uh he gets his head just totally knocked off
4: <laughs> that's right that's right yeah no, yeah, yeah.
3: Out, it's, it's almost done very cartoony yeah it's great
4: yeah it's, but yeah he did a, he did a bunch of that shit and i was like all right well keanu reeves was a moment and that's fine it's over it's only getting better he's yeah. making john wick four it looks great it looks great. I'm going to love it. I've loved all, I've loved all the John Wicks. They're so fun. I don't know. It's all very strange. Um Okay, I've got I've got the uh, I've got the Jeff um interview ready. I just need cool. to know who Jonathan Harker is real quick.
3: Yeah, fair enough.
4: Um I am definitely Oh, Johnny Mnemonic involves the yakuza. Ooh. Man, I'm going to have to watch that um
0: Jonathan Harker
3: he's one of the main protagonists of Bram Stoker's Dracula i don't know if this guy means a different Jonathan Harker
4: oh that might be it cuz he wasn't Dra- he wasn't dracula oh is that why people oh, say dracula,
3: oh, he's yeah, the wait, dracula. No, no. yeah yeah oh my god his uh, okay. his attempt at an english accent in that movie is so funny it is so bad it's one of the worst fake english accents of all time
0: jesus christ oh it's that so was- good
3: that, British it, people
4: who are that's, that's why British people are taking all the American roles right now is because Americans did such shitty English accents for so long that they're like, let's show you how it's fucking done.
3: But, but Hi, Coppola, I'm,
4: and I'm in the wire.
3: Coppola's Dracula holds up just for, it's like, it's almost what you want a horror movie to be. It's visually amazing. And it's campy as all hell. Like it's, it's um, so campy. yeah. Oh,
4: we owned Yeah. We man. owned that on VHS. I remember how, I don't know why we owned it. We never watched it as a family. It's one of those weird movies that just slipped in there, but you look uh, at uh,
3: can you can you put macaroni princes comment here? This is really funny.
4: <laughs> oh, this one here. I, I really want to see more old man revenge films taking nobody the equalizer, mostly because I want to see Ray Romano take down a full street gang. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's really good.
4: <laughs> it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time.
3: Did you watch that uh Bob Odenkirk one? <laughs>
4: Nobody. Um, yeah, that was fun.
3: It was okay. I liked. Uh, yeah. I liked how his dad helps him up out at the end. That was cute. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And like, I mean, it's who would have been like? uh, Listen, I've got an idea. It's an action movie. Yeah. Right. First, Bob Odenkirk. No, the RZA. Shut up, <laughs> <laughs> Doc Brown. Get get out of here. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then it's fun. It's perfectly fine.
3: Although I will say that. I feel like the screenwriters uh, were the kinds of Democrats that blamed Russia for stealing uh, the election in 2018 or whatever.
4: (laughs) Wait, who was the writers of nobody?
3: Yeah, like they so many Russians get brutally killed in that movie. It's like it's a it's such a uh, uh, you know what though Russians are the new villains again. And
4: I think that's going to herald another golden age of cinema. Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna Yeah, <laughs> when it's like, I mean, we need. It's hard because the right wing is pro Russia right now in the states. But when they turn on Russia again, we're gonna see some pretty fucking wild action movies and Probably. some great espionage. Haven't had a great espionage movie in a long time. Yeah, you know, I want to. I want. I want someone in the Kremlin. Duh. <laughs>
2: Just terrible. I, I, I mean, isn't is
3: I think Steven Seagal's making. uh, like pro- yeah, but that's Russia. pro-Russia. Yeah. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever seen that interview with him Uh, where he – the way he pronounces Vladimir Putin's name? No. He's just talking in his regular accent and he's saying, you know, when I think about a country like Russia and I think about its leader Vladimir Putin, uh, it's, it's so abrupt and scary. <laughs> it's not Florence. It's Fiennes.
4: That's – oh, yeah, the Englishman. Did you see that one with Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan?
3: No, this great. I feel like I synced into an alternate timeline. There, there. That's the buddy movie. Like those are the two no, no, guys. No, no, oh, okay. no. Okay. Uh,
4: uh, Jackie Chan's daughter is killed by the IRA in now times. <laughs>
1: okay.
4: And um, uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan plays someone who's definitely not Jerry Adams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fucking great. It's very fun. It's it's still Jackie Chan, but they just went. Listen, he's old now, and let's mm-hmm. just keep that as part of the movie. So yeah. some of the stunts, he just looks kind of old, and that's okay. It's very fun. What was the? Uh, there was one. What was the movie you were just talking? Uh, oh, Sylvester Stallone. That's right. Did you hear about the new, the biggest movie in China right now? Like the record breaking. No. It's a movie about the Chinese uh, army beating America.
3: Oh, bless you, bless you so much. Good zoom tight.
4: Yeah, so the Chinese army beats America in a war, and now America is no more, and China has won. So that's, that's what they're putting out now. So look out guys, it starts with culture and then it turns into life.
3: (laughs) Oh, how did we go from Greek civilization to this? Who knows? But um, uh, I have to leave in about a half hour. Um, Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm going to go see a a performance of Bach's Bradenberg concertos.
4: (laughs) Very nice. All right, well, let's let's get some goddamn Jeff Martin up here. Um, for anyone that isn't versed, uh, Jordan and I do a podcast called The Big Shiny Podcast where we talk about big, shiny tunes, arguably the most important music compilation of all time. Uh, and uh, one of the people we shit on the most is Jeff Martin. He's from a band called The Tea Party. Just bring up a... Actually, you know what? I won't bring up a picture because he's going to yeah. be on screen in a second, and I assume that he looks very Jeff Martin in this. Jordan, you've watched this, right?
3: Yeah, Tea Party is basically what you would get if you combined the doors with a Dell computer from the 90s. <laughs>
4: <laughs> think um, think if Jeff Martin was a, a high school theater major.
3: Yeah. Um, um, they, they put a sort of like 90s production aspect on a lot of kind of 60s um, influences, but his lyrics and his self-seriousness in his videos, I think, are some of the most as much as we truly want to hate the tea party, there's just, I think it holds some kind of fascination. And, and so I stumbled across this interview, which I have to say because of the um, podcast uh, we made and the fact that this interview I think was recorded a year ago, I feel like we might be partially responsible for getting these four people together. So this is, I think on city TV or, or, or some um, Canadian news station and they're okay. First of all, um, uh, There's four musicians. It's Jeff Martin, David Usher from Moist, who also appears on the Big Shiny Tunes compilations, Uh, Ian Thornley from Big Wreck. Shut up. Okay, so, uh, but the video uh, doesn't even mention, they only mention Jeff Martin and David Usher because Ian Thornley and the dude from the Headstones aren't uh, worthy of mention, I suppose, in in Uh. the 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 uploader's eyes. But um, if you ever wanted to get a sense of where these people are now, uh, which I know you do because I you had so many questions about Jeff Martin, Chris, where he is now. Uh, you will find that out where he's living now. Um, I want to meet him so bad. Uh, I watched two minutes of this and I had to stop because I, I got too excited and I kind of wanted us to experience this together.
4: <laughs> so so it's um so it's Jeff Martin, David Usher, Ian Thornley, and the guy from the Headstones who will remain <laughs> unnamed yeah. forever. Um, scarf guesses. I'm gonna say between them. Six scarves. I'm guessing six scarves.
3: Okay. All right. Maybe some sunglasses. Maybe. I'm not sure. Oh,
4: guaranteed they're wearing sunglasses. This poor guy. All right. Here we go
2: a special edition of Pop Life. We are talking rock and roll with the lead singers of the Tea Party. This guy's so excited. He was such a big big fan. Okay, (laughs) hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think... These guys are all in their late
3: 40s. Ian Thornley is definitely wearing two scarves, but I think we have to give you six scarves just for the fact that Jeff Martin's wearing a bandana. Yeah, there's a bandana in there that counts for two
4: scarves. They're all drinking wine.
3: Except the guy from the Headstones, who, which I think is a total dick move on other parts. He's been uh, in recovery for the last 10 years. Oh, my (laughs) God. Yeah, let's have some wine. Oh, you don't want any?
4: (laughs) Jesus Christ.
3: All right. This is, yeah,
4: Tiger. Exactly. They've all gone full Johnny Depp. This is like only David Usher looks like a person.
3: So Jeff Martin from the Tea Party is... Right in the center, as he sh- somehow should be.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's where... Oh, my God. Him and Ian Thorn, So funny. So the guy on the left looks like... Um, he looks like every British pub landlord. That's the guy from the Headstones. David Usher just looks like a dad. Like a nice dad. Mm-hmm. Ian Thornley, uh, recently divorced. Put all his money into Bitcoin. Uh, Je- Jeff Martin, just gonna die. Just soon for... Just not long for this life. Just- <laughs> Definitely, like none of his friends will leave him alone in a room with their daughter, not because he's gonna like assault them, but he's just gonna be weird. He's just and, gonna and be super fucking weird.
3: What What still trips me out to this day uh, is that the band is called the Tea Party, and his whole facial hair is Guy Fawkes. Yeah. What the f- What is going on?
4: Yeah. All right, here we go.
2: Go on tour together this summer. Uh, thanks, guys, for hanging around. I appreciate it, yeah. Jeff. I teased before the break that you would tell a story about hanging out with Jimmy Page. It's a cool story. Uh, as a as a guitar player, as a, a lead singer, as a rock and roll guy, it must have been a memorable oh, moment. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy.
0: Um, well, what happened was uh, after we um, we played with Page and Plants um, at the Montreal Forum, like one of the last concerts that went down there, yeah. and um, you know, so I got to meet my hero after the show and uh and we
4: got jordan you've been a musician for a long time what the fuck is it with them wearing sunglasses during interviews why is that an acceptable way to be a person
3: you got to be part of the club and if you're not part of the club then you can't handle his soul which emanates from his eyes so he's got to keep it in check for the plebs got
0: along really really well and um charmless he knew that i was going to be going over to england um, to well actually to ireland i was going to be producing um a roy harper record Mm. okay and he said well you know if you're in england um you know here's my number this is so boring so you know i thought okay so i'm in i'm in england and i've got a stopover right before um, oh
4: my god why is he talking about why are there all these details
3: He's getting to it. It's, you know, like his songs, you just have to let them unfold, and they blossom into a point.
4: He's saying so many things that don't need to be said. You're on TV, man. Get to the fucking point. By the way, Irish people, did you notice how he thought you were England for a minute?
0: (laughs) Canada. And I just pulled out the number, and he answered (laughs) right <laughs> and he's and he's like you <laughs> <laughs> hold on hold on hold on i got to stop over right? before uh, wait wait for it back to canada and i just here pulled up we go number, and he answered right <laughs> and he's
4: <laughs> i don't know if i've ever been that happy <laughs> about anything
3: you mean he's a real guy who picks up his phone that's so funny
4: look at this fucking oh my god he answered a phone i've hit which band because this guy's this guy's about like he's he's their age
3: yeah right? yeah yeah
4: which one of the these bands do you think this guy was most into when he was a teenager or when they were hot
3: oh, dude i don't know man i think this guy might have been into moxie fruvis
4: <laughs> and now he's eats humble pie poor guy <laughs>
0: And he's like, "Oh, do you have any place to stay?" Right. I was like, "Great um, accent, no, no. crushed like, oh, it." Oh, you come stay with me, right? And I, so like, I show up at Tower House, right, yes. Kensington High Street. Tower House, very.
4: By the way, seven minute interview. Uh, <laughs> there's four minutes. people there.
0: <laughs> this is 17 minutes long. There's no way we're watching all this. Man.
4: We're not watching all this. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And he's taking this much time to tell one of his own stories. It's rude if nothing else. There's four of you on here. You're being a dink.
3: It's Jimmy Page.
4: Oh, you're being such a
1: dink. This
3: is Led Zeppelin. They invented rock and roll by stealing it from blues musicians who are far, (laughs) far more genuine. It, it right. looks like a castle. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, okay, it was Burgess, the architect
3: that yeah. built it, right? I mean, <laughs> all the <same> far. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was, he couldn't wait to, he was creaming his jeans <laughs> getting yeah. to drop that Burgess <laughs> reference. Oh, he's so excited to make that.
4: What are the odds that there's a payoff to this story at all? That anything happens and it doesn't just. I, end. I know what
3: the payoff is. And if, if, uh, if he doesn't get to it for 15 minutes, uh, I'll, I'll tell the audience. Okay. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so there is a payoff because okay. I feel like this just rambles
0: yeah. on and then it's over. Everything, yeah. right. And so he brings the doorbell, you know, and Maid opens it up and Jimmy's at the, the balcony, like, you know, the mezzanine, right? And say, like, oh, Jeff, man, how's it going, All right? And then we go up to his bedroom. He gets drinks brought up there, right? He's got this little Sony. Classy. Um, Headstones yeah, guy so bored. And I had the de- the demos for transmission um, with me, and I started playing them. And and he got up right, and he's like turning up this boombox, but it had like sort of like speakers everywhere else, like huh. wired in. So many speakers. And kept- do you think Jimmy
4: Page asked to hear Tea Party's music, or do you think Jeff Martin made him listen to <laughs> Tea Party's music? Because I'm going with the last.
3: I mean, I assume when he says he had the demos with him, he had a reel to reel tape and it wasn't just files on his laptop or something. But uh, no, no, nobody just carries their demos around with them unless they're ass, right?
1: Well, <laughs>
3: I'm turning it
0: up. This is inside, Jeff Martin. Right? And uh, so I went downstairs to get some more drinks. And um, when <laughs> I came back up, he was playing air guitar. <laughs> To one of my songs right doing the whole jimmy page moves but like with no guitar <laughs> right? and i'm like this is this is gold man this is perfect and and then finally he said to me he goes you know jeff this is really 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 fantastic it's fun but you know um you really you have to you have to turn the vocals up you know because i mean the reason i kept robert's vocals down in in zeppelin because i didn't really think some of the words were really good
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like okay you said that so they, wait stop they, it wow. stop
3: it so the point of his story was to say that his demos not even his final recordings his demos were so good that jimmy page rocked out to them and made a point of telling him that he was a better lyricist than the guy you played in a band with.
4: <laughs> made him one of the most seminal rock bands of all time.
3: <laughs> look at look at David Usher's frozen grimace uh, having to pretend to like this story. I feel so bad for everybody on this yeah, couch, man. Yeah, <laughs> like
4: we're just, here's the tickets. I don't have to see Jeff for the whole tour. We never speak. The ADSR thug saying what well, we are all thinking. This never happened. <laughs>
3: So that's where Jeff Martin is now. He's uh, committed as ever to, wow, I can't, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm sort of disappointed.
4: He's still exactly the same. And watching him talk, I've never seen him speak before, but watching him talk makes me be like, well, now I don't want to interview him because, (laughs) because he's just so fucking like self. I don't even know what the word he's too confident for his own goddamn good.
3: I mean, wouldn't you be if Jimmy Page told you that Jimmy Page, the guy who notable for writing some of the best known songs of all time while also having sex with underage girls of 12. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wouldn't you be proud when that guy tells you that I love your lyrics, turn them up? Yeah. <laughs> if if such a such a noble, uh, humane person like that uh, will tell you that. You gotta keep going because you're Jeff and I love your demos, man,
4: buddy, there's nothing you're Jeff, and I love your demos, man is my new favorite sentence uh, <laughs> um, uh one one look at Jeff Martin, and you can tell that uh nobility is somebody he looks like looks for in role models he's not uh he's not all about people that know how to take care of themselves
3: um, okay, so i obviously we don't have to watch all of this, but I know that David usher spends most of the time talking about his AI company. So that's what he's into. The headstone, the headstones guy is the most genuine, I think of this whole interview, because he's basically just bluntly talking about what it's like being in recovery while people are drinking wine around him, which is always fun. I'm sure. Yeah. He Uh, looks
4: like a real person. This is, you can tell that his band was the least successful. Yeah. Very much. So.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And, and he actually is wearing us like, a, a real jacket. Ravens. Like
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, he's wearing a real jacket. He looks yeah. like he's worked a real job for so long because he was the singer in the goddamn Headstones. By the way, I feel like the only thing I knew about the singer from the Headstones was his hair. And so oh, I right. never would have pulled this guy out of a lineup.
3: <laughs> right? Didn't he have dreads? Maybe.
4: No, the Headstones was like, it was almost, or am I confusing him with the Mighty Mighty Boss Stones? I picture like a big, thick, black, like Could hard quaff.
3: Could be.
0: Okay, I just I want to hear this guy's voice. Yeah, and and uh, right up to working with Costner on Yellowstone right now, just great people who you're just shocked how generous and decent they are. Yeah, yeah. And it started with Bruce. He was just uh, he did did a a video for our first. Um, it's all over our first video, and you know the whole thing then was, and you'll really relate to this, was how do we keep Hugh sober for the, <laughs> for the shoot? And then oh, I like <laughs> this guy. He did a,
3: acting as, Sorry. <laughs> right as he says, "How do we keep you sober?" The host takes a huge sip of his wine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>.
4: <laughs> I like this guy a lot. Oh, yeah, he's in Hardcore too. logo. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Hugh Dillon.
4: Yeah, I I like this guy a lot. Me but too. again, like you said, he's the only one that seems like a person. Mm-hmm. Um. Although, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do quick. We're gonna yeah. give everyone a quick second just to see
2: really cool Here's Ian Ian Thornley. Do do? you're a lot shorter than i thought you know nothing
4: singer but, of that said, song
2: but there you go you know that's that's one of my hero stories david uh i'm oh, I wait mean, hold
4: on we missed that
2: this close to me all i came up with was
0: that was it <laughs> probably loved you that for was it. Bad. probably loved you for it i
2: know it. he just kind of gave me the and kept walking and he's and,
0: talking you know, about
2: the, me the little head nod but yeah, I thought I could, yeah, you I could, I could dilute and sort of compress cool. it into one I, like, yeah,
4: really. I mean even that that's like a self-deprecating story but he's being told yeah. but the way that he's dressed is yeah he looks like a Fred Armisen character <laughs> so <laughs> yes. you can't that's exactly right yes meatballs you fucking yeah. nailed it
3: um, yeah there's there's a great part I oh, think towards the end David's where been they... drinking <laughs> oh saucy saucy
4: how divorced they are there this is the picture of four divorced men this is what's that dad's rights uh group in the uk that dresses up like superheroes no really yeah yeah yeah, it's a real thing um uh that's them that's these guys Man on the screen now looks like he's from lazy down if i've been drinking i'd be overwhelmingly pleasant (laughs) fair enough fathers for justice thank you david yep fathers for justice uh that's that's all we're watching right now
2: Pretty <laughs> cool just, you know, what am i gonna do you're a lot shorter than i thought all
3: right on the way and that's the only one i ever cared about and uh i did something for the songwriters hall of fame when leonard was being inducted mm-hmm. and um leonard cohen presumably afterwards i was brought over to yeah over to meet leonard cohen and leonard Nimoy maybe because you just are <laughs> and uh i didn't
4: really know what to say so i shook his hand and i, I turned to say goodbye and um, he called me back
3: over because he and my father had grown up together in Montreal. Wow. And they actually went to a uh, communist summer camp together.
0: Wow. <laughs> so he brought me back that's over. Pretty. That's
4: so, a good story. I want to hear about fucking Leonard Cohen and David Usher's dad at a communist summer camp. This is now... <laughs> thank you, David. Yeah. That's a detail. And not a brag. An interesting detail that's not a brag. Suck it, Jeff Martin. You've lost uh, and, on both and so, of those. And,
3: and so the thing, too, about like all these uh, people on this panel is that... Um, like moist tea party big wreck for a while and maybe not headstones as much but like you know they they all had a certain degree of success within canada and were kind of rock stars within canada but there's this quintessential canadianness to just how they talk in interviews still like you can kind of tell it's like oh yeah you can't take the canadian out of except for jeff martin (laughs) yeah he uh he does he's like bud you're from canada (laughs)
4: Well, they all, they all have that thing of, um, um, that actually like you see a lot with, and I noticed it in, I noticed it in myself when I started doing, uh, podcasts and yeah. I hear it in other people when they start doing recording things is, um, you don't speak with your whole voice, mm-hmm. uh, because you're self-conscious of the way that you're talking. You don't know how loud you're going to be. And so you're a little tense. And so it, it just sounds a little off and your timing's a little weird because yeah. you're not being a person and they're all doing that. Except for Jeff Martin. Uh, but but they were famous. Like, even Big Wreck was a pretty big deal. Yeah. I don't think they could have headlined a tour, but they could have co-headlined one for sure. Yeah. And, you know, Moist was fucking massive. Tea Party was fucking massive. These guys have been giving interviews for 30 years. Totally. What happened? Why are they still bad at this? Why don't they know how to tell an anecdote or speak properly?
3: It's... I, I ask myself that question every time. you you know i i talked to my dad (laughs) because i think it's i think it's just the way some of these people get older and they they're like oh people want to hear my crazy rock and roll tales but the closest jeff martin ever had was annoying jimmy page one night (laughs) um but it can't be that in his mind right because then it really has to be like no 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 you still i still met him i still went to his house and i guess he was rocking out i don't know if our uh, I don't know if we're believing that.
4: Yeah. I mean, I all I want is I want the rest of that story where uh, we find out what Jimmy Page said to whoever came to visit after. Yeah. Who was the next guest after Jeff Martin? Who did he call and be like, this fucking guy would not shut up. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know how many of his poems he read to me? Do you know how many of his fucking poems he read to me? It's like... Or or Jimmy Page is like really good friends with Jeff Martin now and is a huge fucking Tea Party fan. And I have to think even less of Jimmy Page than I already did.
3: I I think what happened that although that's that's a a good theory. My ultimate theory is uh, he was drunk and he was so drunk that at a certain point Jimmy Page just started putting on Led Zeppelin recordings and Jeff Martin thought it was tea party recordings
4: (laughs) it sounds like me but worse
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyways that that did not feel as um uplifting as i would hope
4: (laughs) that's it was never gonna be uplifting those dudes suck i still want to talk to him yeah david usher i feel like is probably an all right guy yeah i mean you know it's very easy to make fun of his music because it's very earnest and silly um And the Headstones guy seems cool. I'd actually really like to interview him for the podcast. I bet he'd do it too. He seems like a, like a guy. Um, But hmm, the other two.
3: So I I think we've ruled out maybe all those people. So now we have to start looking elsewhere.
4: (laughs) I don't think so. I think we can, I think we can give it a shot. I'm curious. I think we can have a good time with Ian Thornley.
3: I think we would have to rebrand completely as a sort of like classic rock podcast and just talk about our love of all the alternate uh, avenues that were born in the sixties carried on the seventies and uh, just really something that would appeal to Jeff Martin's sensibilities. And we have to do it like in character. Um, It's the only way it could happen. I I think the second he finds out that uh, he's being teased or made fun of in any way, uh, he's Hmm. making up a story about how he didn't go uh, on our podcast. He went on, um, Bruce Springsteen's podcast but the recording <laughs> got deleted somehow <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah we're not uh, we gotta try we're gonna try um, alright we have 10 minutes left Jordan All right. do you have any particularly shitty records that you'd like to show
3: <laughs> sure I can I can dig around uh, so if any
4: of you were ever in Montreal you gotta check out um, uh, Phanopolis oh
2: shit oh this shit is a good oh, oh <laughs> shit oh <laughs> shit Who's that handsome man on that record cover? Oh, Gordon Lightfoot, baby. <gasps> what?
3: Look That's at this. Cool. What? Oh, yeah. Two
4: hosts, same place. Oh, no. You guys are all Alex dressed
3: Hall. up. Chris, Alex Hall's here, Oh, too.
4: oh <laughs> damn. Alex Hall, what's going on?
1: It's really cold. It's yeah, I bet. So cold. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs>
4: sweet. What is that? Oh, John almost ended the broadcast. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, I'm just getting... My phone was turned off, so I'm just getting all my emails.
4: Uh,
2: evidently, in Koreatown, there's a lost dog.
1: What have you guys been talking about?
4: <laughs> we just watched an interview with uh, um, Jeff Martin, David Usher, the guy from the Headstones, and uh, Ian Thornley from Big Wreck. We got super Canadian.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah.
2: Fun fact about Ian Thornley, I think he was recently... He might still be or sued Rush's manager, who used to be his manager or might still be his manager. I can't oh, remember. Uh,
4: this is the worst story I've ever heard told. No, There's no details.
2: <laughs> I will end this broadcast right now. Watch <laughs> me do it. How was, <laughs> how was the um, show? How was the show? How uh, was the show? The, these guys did a tremendous job in one of the monkey barrels. And then in the second monkey barrel... Um, and Scottish people decided they didn't want John to do any jokes, so they just kept um, giving him other stuff to work with. And it was a, a challenging oh. time, but I feel like you excelled yourself. They were <laughs> thick,
4: Chris. They were yeah. thick. Ah, uh, big dumb jocks. What a uh, beautiful time to be alive. I know, right? Yeah. Their time is ending,
2: in that all of our times are ending, of course. How's everyone?
1: <laughs> Omnicron.
2: Thick. Thick with two C's? Of just course. a bunch of fucking hot, thick ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to tell you the. Uh, the- the chat's a weird thing to walk into the middle of because I don't know where uh, too weird to die would appeal to them. Is a that's a weird thing to just not know what that's about.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so what's the um, plan? Are you guys gonna go? You guys gonna make a mess? Are you 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 gonna you gonna fuck up Edinburgh?
2: We're at the we're having drinks at the city cafe because we wanted hot cocoa, and then they didn't have that, So <laughs> Ashley's got a whiskey. I'm gonna get stoned and have a lime and soda alex is on the near beer it's gonna be nice. a weird <laughs> alex hall isn't drinking what the hell is happening to the UK?
3: <laughs> great hi everyone <laughs> uh,
2: i i've just i've I had a, i've realized i have this is a weird thing to tell a tweet how many people are listening i um realize i have an alcohol intolerance so i'm technically allergic to some of it what? right, right.
4: oh my god Wait.
2: After a a lifetime of having fun, I've decided to not do that anymore. No. It's a gift
3: in disguise. It's a gift in disguise. How
2: does the intolerance manifest itself? Sneezing and um, sometimes vomiting. (laughs) That's just, you're just getting (laughs) drunk. Yeah, that's just (laughs) drinking
4: and getting a cold because you're outside for too long. Yeah.
1: It's so cold.
2: Yeah, maybe. It's so cold.
4: Yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're leaving. We, we are leaving. John, John is hanging with the allergy twins. That's <laughs> <Yeah. right. laughs> oh, Finally, the person with no
2: reflexes one, uh, whatsoever. Genetic. Finally. The genetic lottery is mine. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy certain substances. I'll be over here not catching anything. <laughs> Except for a bust to the
4: face. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. I love you both. Thanks for calling it, guys. Love Bye you guys. guys. Glad oh, you had a great show. Cold. See you soon.
3: Oh,
4: <laughs> Bye, Alex.
3: It's minus ten in Montreal. You don't know what you're talking about. Um is
4: it minus <laughs> ten? I was cold. just I was on my balcony in a fucking t-shirt. Yeah. Um cold is
3: cold. I get it. Um yeah. they look so uh handsome and and cute under the marquee lights. I love them.
4: yeah, that was flattering light, wasn't it? It's yeah. good stuff. We got a we got a we got a good looking show, bud. We got a good looking show.
3: Well, maybe not the the interview, so.
4: <laughs> David. It was too cool to laugh at bus bus accident jokes. Apparently, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't take that well at all. I feel like I'm going to get a message later when he's high. Um, so we got you got to go, um, Jordan. Is there anything that you want to plug?
3: Um, sure. Well, uh, <clears throat> a band I played in lifetime ago called Sunset Rubdown is reissuing our first record out on vinyl in December. Uh, I know it has some distribution. I know there's some people in the UK who liked us. Probably no one in this chat has heard of us. So, uh, But if you've heard of that name and it's because your friend liked us, um, tell them they can buy us on vinyl. Uh, Shut Up, I'm Dreaming is out December 11th on Pronounced Krug, K-R-O-O-G records.
4: And also check out uh, Holy Data's albums because that's his other band. And I own that on vinyl and it's fucking excellent and i love that
3: i bought it well thank you yeah Um, i have boxes of them in the store (laughs) so
4: it's a great album album.
3: before they get destroyed from time (laughs) time's
4: passage um also if you're in montreal uh, or need to order records from someone whether they be can we set up a special thing with um traggies where um you put together a couple of albums that have terrible album covers Mm-hmm. And that can be like a special UTS ordering thing where they go, Jordan, I need three of the ugliest albums you have. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. You
3: have to, But the only thing is you have to give your uh, aesthetic of ugly, whatever that may mm-hmm. be. If you want ugly faces, uh, you have to show me what you consider an ugly face. And then I will um, use technology that has become available from my bad record database to zone in on the ugly face that you desire.
4: The number of people that are going to send you my headshots is
3: uh... <laughs> well, buddy. If, if they were still making records in the '90s, we'd have a lot of records with your face on it. Yeah. Well.
4: Rush in kimonos, ugly.
3: Okay, I get that reference. Uh, here, here's one record. Let's. I'm going to close my eyes and will the universe to whichever person I pick is what officially the UTS considers the ugliest face oh poor dave king
4: oh suck it dave you handsome <laughs> son of a bitch you're <laughs>
2: ugly now too
1: bad
3: <laughs> um yeah so if you
4: guys if you want to order um if you're in a vinyl uh or you just want to hang ugly records on your wall contact phonopolis because that's jordan's store um and i love that that's a thing that we just made um yeah. this is the kind of commerce i want to be involved in people
3: and if it gets successful enough, I will stop selling things like Adele's latest record and only sell records with ugly people on the cover. And that's what we'll be known for. Please make this happen.
4: How well is Adele's record selling?
3: Uh, obnoxiously, a lot. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. That's where you make the money. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to go give us a follow. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Uh, feel free to join the Patreon. Uh, we love our patrons. Thank you so much to all the people that have already done it. Um, uh it, it, it just means a lot. Um we're going to raid someone now. Um if you're listening to the podcast, uh uh please like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Uh check out Jordan Rob's Graver. Check out Jordan and I's Podcast, the Big Shiny Podcast, um where we make fun of alt rock from uh 1995, 1994 to 2014. Um or whenever the fuck is up. 2007?
3: Was it
4: 2007? Uh, 2010. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, we are going to raid Richard Wright. Um, so enjoy Richard. Thanks so much for watching, guys. We'll be back with the whole gang. Uh, thanks so much for guest hosting, Jordan. It was a pleasure. Oh, to have you pleasure. Buddy. Thank you for Great to see you. <laughs> um And uh, we will be back tomorrow with the full cast and crew. Here's an old lady talking about sex. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's all.
1: penis into her vagina. And that's all. Intercourse. Some people call it having sex. So the man passes the sperm to the woman and now.